Good eve, everybody. What's up? It's me again. Um, yeah. I, um, mm. dang, did I ghost y'all? That's, that's wild to say, but wowie, it's, uh, it's been a little minute. Hello, all. If you're new to the pod, welcome in. Um, welcome to When People Listen to the Podcast, where we talk about mental health awareness within the Black community and beyond, where we talk about faith, hope, and striving to be better and to heal so that we can inspire others to do the same. Y'all, for real, it's really been a long minute and I, um, wow, it's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> I will say it's kind of weird to be back after such a long period of time of being away. Um, how's everyone doing? Like, seriously. I hope you're well. There's been so much that's going on within our world, um, whether it be from the outside or going on personally. I know that I've been definitely continuing to heal and grow. And um, this podcast definitely has been able to help me um, deal with me. But before I go too deep, I want to thank y'all again for listening and tuning in to the pod on tonight i thank you thank you thank you so much um shout out always goes to the amazing independent radio station and honestly the best one i want to say in the whole country but you know shout out always goes to onyx urban radio you guys please give it up for them um by way of onyx urban media group Ah, man, um, I know that normally you guys, you know, would listen in on Thursdays, um, at 8.30, and if you've been rocking with me, thank you so much, even still, um, I went a while without putting up a, a, uh, updated pod, so, excuse me, so, yeah, man, um, this episode's kinda gonna be a little unscripted, um, as I was already kind of doing anyway with discussing the healing journey and what that looks like for, um, most people, um, how I related what my healing journey kind of looked like. Um, and then I also did a piece for just encouraging and uplifting and just planting the seed for men to, begin their healing journey. I had seen a lot of different posts on social media where men felt like they like weren't even allowed based on societal standard to even heal. And so I just took the opportunity to speak life into them and hope into them in that regard. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's where the last pods left off at. Um, at the end of the day with me, um, I do my best just to uplift and encourage anyone 
just because I know what it's like to feel low in life. Um, I know what it's like to feel like you're all by yourself. Um, sometimes we can get in our own way and get in our own minds without having conversations with people or even just releasing negative emotions over a situation to where we just smother ourselves and we kind of go in a downward spiral. And so my hope is that when you listen to this podcast, no matter what you're going through, hopefully there's a pod for one that is tailored and speaks to the situation that you're in. And if not, definitely hope to touch on some things that people can relate to in the future. Um, Two is again, to encourage, uplift, and let you know that there is hope that there are practical things that you can do to help and engage your mental health in a positive place and in a good position. So tonight, we're going to discuss a big, a big, a big, a biggie as it pertains to concept, idea, um, that talks about specific, a specific kind of emotion or an issue that people can have based off of different traumas, um, different mental health disorders, um, and other things too. But, um, it seems to kind of be like a running theme throughout our lives now with how social media operates with how people are so attached to their phones now um to where they become kind of like an extra limb if you will (laughs) um yeah so um tonight we're basically gonna discuss abandonment issues um what they look like um my experience with them how they influence simple actions and behaviors for most negatively on both the person that has them and, you know, maybe someone that they're projecting them onto or how it affects other people. And then um, some ways you can pinpoint them in thought process to be aware of them so that you're, you're, you're aware of what the problem is and addressing it in a healthy way. So those are just a few things that we'll cover. And if we can't cover it all this pod, there will be definitely a part two because I feel like this one's going to be a little bit heavier. Um, I'm not going to be on too, too long. I've kind of been shortening the time of the pods um, just because I'm a mom. <laughs> um, and I also do a lot now to where... Um, you know, just been making sure that I'm able to get everything to you guys in a good, timely fashion, as well as just giving you what you need. So it's not too lengthy, but not too short as well. So let's talk about what abandonment issues even are, right? (laughs) What are abandonment issues? Now, if you just simply think of the words themselves, there's the first word, abandonment, which means to, in a way, be neglected um, completely without any type of warning. Um, People would probably associate this with ghosting, um, 
with trauma that comes from a parent that leaves their life. Um, even in grief, some people experience a sense of abandonment depending on the nature of the relationship that they had with the person that passed away. Um, yeah, there's so many things um, in different situations that can tie into that first word. And so second word obviously being issues, which is a problem or a consistent um consistent circumstance that doesn't have like a resolution and always is negative in some shape or form. So of course we're doing research, um, by the book definition, um, of abandonment issues, essentially that's just a term to describe the emotional difficulties that someone has whenever they start to think, believe, or have a fear of being abandoned. Um, and this is usually tied to some type of trauma from childhood. Um, people with certain mental health disorders like borderline personality disorder um, struggle with this. Um, it definitely comes up whenever you're talking about generalized anxiety disorder. Um, and then it could be a part of complex PTSD as well. Um, so there's so many different mental health disorders as well as many circumstances, but typically it started with a root trauma, something very traumatic happened. And as a result for the person to protect themselves, um, they act a certain way, they become hyper-vigilant, they become hyper-defensive. Um, so many things are escalated in emotions. Whenever they feel like someone is getting ready to leave their life, they can become really clingy and attached, um, which of course that like attachment styles conversation is for a whole nother day. But essentially, sometimes, when you're talking about attachment styles, it can kind of play into this conversation. But anyway, usually, again, their emotions just escalate to kind of a illogical or irrational um, state due to the fact of someone leaving their life or being feeling like they're getting ready to be neglected, abandoned in some type of significant way. As you know, of course, these can be experienced in any type of relationship, but they're definitely experienced more so in close friendships, family relationships, and romantic relationships. Some signs of abandonment issues can kind of look like these things. difficulty communicating emotions um, when it comes to this sign sometimes with the difficulty of communicating and talking to this is where you hear people talk about how they'll kind of just shut down versus speaking about something that's wrong with them um, because of like the the fear of even like their emotions not being validated and the fear of rejection 
which kind of also ties into abandonment, right? Because they feel like they'll be abandoned emotionally. They won't say anything or they'll isolate and try to deal with things themselves. And so whether it's regular communication, conflict resolution, or talking about their emotions, you're not going to get a lot of that. So that's one sign. Constant reassurance is definitely another one. Some people go through things in life, um, again, losing people due to them passing away, um, different relationships being severed with no explanation, abuse, all those things can kind of contribute into this. And when we're talking about seeking reassurance, like it's really over the top because they have a deep rooted insecurity and that insecurity is abandonment issues. They feel like in order to have a place and to seem significant, they have to do things so that attention is on them or they have to always seek praise whenever it comes to something that something or some things that they're doing in their life, whether it be, you know, pertaining to school, work, advancement and career, um, just different things like that. Um, but also little things like very minute things. It's all kind of put on a plate and you have to reassure every single thing that people do whenever they have these issues. A lot of times with this too, um, there's a lack of trust whenever it comes to partnerships romantically. In this situation, from what I've experienced and also from what I've seen, when it comes to abandonment issues, people that have been hurt romantically, they just ultimately, especially when trauma's involved of like something, you know, kind of irrational happening, whether they've dealt with some type of abuse, dealt with some type of narcissist, someone cheated, someone lied, betrayal trauma, trauma is there. It's a lot to unpack, but essentially some people just never fully trust in their partner, no matter how many relationships down the line from the trauma, the original trauma, it may be, which kind of ties into the next thing. Um, they'll quickly hop from one relationship to another, um, so that they don't have to be alone which is kind of weird, right? Because if you have abandonment issues, you would think that you want to stick with one person. But if things go wrong, or if the person notices different issues, instead of dealing with the problems with that person, like as a team, they'll just hop to another person. If they get bored, they're hopping to another person. If you don't validate or stroke their ego due to that insecurity among other insecurities that person probably has, they'll jump and leave because they need yes people due to the reassurance that I mentioned earlier. People with abandonment issues also will stay in knowingly unhealthy relationships, friendships, 
just so that they are not alone. And this is me speaking from experience because I've been there. A lot of what I've described with the exception of like quickly jumping from one relationship to the other. Um, Cause I, <laughs> y'all pray my strength. I'm saved. I promise y'all I am. Um, but the July birthday in me, I pull away and it's not as bad as it used to be where it was like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't talk about my feelings at all. Um, cause I, I did do that and I mentioned that earlier, but essentially, um, I didn't feel safe and it was due to traumas, not only in relationships, but definitely childhood trauma regarding different types of abuse. Um, I didn't feel safe anywhere. And so when you don't feel safe, you are fearful all the time. And when you're fearful all the time, in a weird way, it's a catch 22 because you'd rather be alone to deal with your own self and emotions, but you have to depend or you feel like you, you, because of what society tells you, but also, I mean, there's different studies and different scripture about people not being alone and working with other people and being in harmony with those around you. Um, we kind people with abandonment issues in that we kind of take it to the extreme where it's like, I wanted to do whatever I can, even if it means me hurting me because I want to please this person. So to that notion too, you'll find a lot of people pleasers in the mix of those that have abandonment issues. When I tell y'all the rabbit hole of abandonment issues, because it ties into so many other things. It, I mean, cause when we're talking about abandonment, right? You don't want to be rejected. You don't want to be excluded. You want to please the other person so that they don't leave you by yourself. You're always around people. You don't like silence in a room while you're driving. You don't do a lot of things alone but then you also don't do a lot of things when you're engaged in a friendship or a relationship if anything the main things that are hard and difficult people with abandonment issues we run away from it until we've dealt with the root of those issues and have worked through in therapy and stuff like that so definitely a solution for sure for anyone with abandonment issues um, would be to definitely get involved in seeking help from a professional as it pertains to therapy. Um, a couple of different types of therapy that work are dialectal behavior therapy, which is regarding regulating and soothing your emotions as it pertains to your relationships. And then another one is called emotional focused therapy, where you basically recognize and understand what your attachment style is so that you can definitely improve your relationship with others as it pertains to the root abandonment issues. Like I said, attachment issues definitely, or excuse me, attachment styles definitely play a big part of this conversation because after you've been involved in some type of trauma, then these attachment styles kind of come into play because it's kind of how you deal with people, how you view the connection between the two of you. And so 
I'll quickly go over these because I'm, I'm almost out of time. But the first attachment style is secure, where essentially in childhood, um, you'll see children that are secure, they feel safe, they're calm and relaxed whenever their parental figure leaves the room. Um, whenever studying attachment styles, you'll read, if you do research about this, they basically tested children that had came from different environments and had them and their parental figure in the room and then had the parental figure leave and then the parental figure come back. But they watched how the child acted when the figure was trying to leave after they left and when they came back. So secure means that child's good, child's cooling, or whatever. Next attachment style is anxious. Um, it's basically, uh, you'll see this in children that didn't have their needs met as a kid and didn't feel safe. And so they usually struggle with self-esteem and um, definitely get anxious whenever they feel like a person is not interested in what they're doing. Um, again, they're trying to seek attention and make sure that the person is focused on them. And if they leave, they do react in a very anxious or fearful, fearful way. The next attachment style we have is avoidant, where um, children grow up with emotionally distant caregivers or parents. And so emotional intimacy is affected here. So these are the attachment styles that you see from some people where they kind of ice you out to a degree. Um, these are like strongly independent people and they also may struggle with commitment. These are some signs. I mean, the last one that we have is disorganized attachment style where it basically kind of comes from the really harder traumatic instances where there was some type of neglect, abuse, or childhood trauma. And so people with this deal with <laughs> a mix of the anxious and or the avoidant styles. They kind of go back and forth, which is kind of why it's called disorganized attachment style. You kind of get a bit of both. On one hand, they may try to sit there and be clingy and, oh, please don't leave my life. But then on the other hand, they may, you know what, bump you, I don't need you, da-da-da, boom-boom-boom. And that's, yeah, very uh, up and down, right? Hot and cold, as, as one singer would say. But, yeah, so regarding abandonment issues... There's so many different emotions that come into that, right? You don't want to be rejected um, or you have fear of rejection. You have fear of someone disapproving a thought, a concept, or idea, a mindset. Anything that comes from you, creativity, um, creatively, excuse me. You may see different signs in regards to, again, not wanting to be left alone. People that can't handle whenever problems come in their life and they automatically kind of just lose it. This is the type of things that they deal with because they haven't had 
any type of stable relationship at a base level from childhood something happened and something happened between 7 and 11 that that and maybe even afterwards but usually those really big traumatic things that last a long long time usually happen between the ages of 7 and 11 and they kind of carry out and build the thinking of this child that grows into a teenager, that grows into an adult, that grows into, you know, the continuation of who they are. And so I think I'll do a part two on this because I really want to delve deeper into um, how I relate to abandonment issues and what unpacking that looked like. But I definitely encourage anyone that can um, to get help no matter what your demographic is no matter what society has said about therapy no matter what stigmas exist in your family or culture or religion I don't care lean in lean in closer put push your airpod in further I'm even leaning in closer in the mic I do not care and neither should you. If you going to therapy means you being able to unpack the things that spiral in your mind like tornadoes every day, where you aren't able to get sleep at night, where you have insomnia, where you'd rather go to work and work 18-hour shifts than to go to sleep at night because you're tormented about things that happened in your past, you should not care either. Things have happened and life is going to life. And I get that. But when you get to a certain age, you realize nobody is going to do anything for you. And every single piece of hope, of peace, of joy that you can experience, you have to get that for yourself. Nobody can force you to do it for yourself. Nobody can persuade you. it's an intrinsic thing and it's a self-based decision and I've heard this said before and when I heard it during one of the most difficult parts of my life it really stuck and basically I heard (laughs) um, I can't remember if I heard someone say it or if I heard it on a movie but essentially the person said when you get tired you'll stop When you get sick and tired, you'll be sick and tired. But you'll stop dealing with the same things over and over. And so, essentially, I want you to take that mindset on. To take that kind of heart. To pull on those boots. Not for work. Not for showing up for your kids 24-7 with no help. Not for doing things for people and you know they wouldn't do them for you. Pull the straps up of courage. Pull up those bootstraps, put them on. Put on that helmet of the mindset of seeking the truth about who you are, where you come from, and where you're headed. This is your time. In case you haven't noticed, the world is not going to stop moving. 
And I would rather go the rest of my life, even if it's not easy, working on being the best version of myself than continuing to be the lowest part of myself, stuck in an emotional box, stuck in an emotional roller coaster, and being stagnant. Transition is not easy, but neither is living a life full of hurt. Choose your heart. You decide. I love y'all so much. Stay tuned for part two. As always, until next time.